welcome to the Cork Creative Podcast. With this podcast, we hope to promote local creative businesses and people. I am your host, Geraldine Hennessy from Flux Learning, and in this episode, I chat to a poster, Laura, from LME in one of the fabulous pods in mixed co-working in Clannacilty. Originally from France, Laura has over 12 years experience. She studied in Paris, working alongside recognised upholstery industry masters before bringing her trade to Clannacilty in 2018. Laura is passionate about houses, homes and interior design. She restores, reupholsters, rejuvenates and redesigns pre-loved items for clients all over Cork and beyond to be enjoyed for many more years and hopefully handed down through the generations. In 2020, she launched her own home decor collection through a series of lampshades and has since expanded the collection to include a timeless linen range. In this episode, we chat about her path into upholstery, the satisfaction she garners from what she does, expanding her services and an unusual encounter with a hen. You're very welcome to Cork Creative Law. Thank you for having me, Geraldine. So can you tell us a little about you, about your journey from studying in Paris to establishing your own upholstery business here in Clannacilty and what motivated you to set up shop here? Okay, so I moved in Ireland in 2014. Mm -hmm. But before all of that, I did a five years apprenticeship in Paris Mm -hmm. in upholstery. And I was 17 when I started. (laughs) (laughs) So in France, you have like different possibilities. You can either go to a general high school Mm -hmm. or you can do like a specific high school, Mm -hmm. which I wanted to do. So my best friend was a cabinet maker Mm -hmm. in this school. Mm -hmm. It's a trade school. They have different trades. And he was, oh my God, Laura, you have to come and have a look at the upholstery trade. Mm -hmm. I was, okay, I go have a look in the school. But they had two different kinds of upholstery. There was the furniture upholstery Mm -hmm. and there was the soft furnishing for Mm -hmm. curtains and cushions. But first they showed me the furniture class which I was like, oh my God, I have to do this. <laughs> but then they were like, oh, go have a look in the other room. Mm-hmm. And it was just a row of sewing machines. And I was like, no, no. I don't want that. Okay. So yeah, then I started mm-hmm. uh, my apprenticeship uh, for five years. Okay. Got my two degrees. Very good. And then at 21, I was like, okay, I'm not really ready to settle mm-hmm. just yet. And all my friends wanted to learn English at the time. Mm -hmm. I was terrible in school in English. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. But I was like, okay, give it a go. But I didn't really want to move. Like I wanted to maybe go to London, Dublin, Edinburgh. And then I was like, well, what's the point of being in Paris to go to another city? Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let's do something very different. Maybe the countryside somewhere. Very good, yeah. <laughs> Wanted somewhere quiet where I could open my window, not see any buildings. Yeah. Maybe a farm would be good. <laughs> Very good, yeah. So, yeah, I started to be an au pair in Timelig. Okay. Just to learn English. I was supposed to be here for four months, mm-hmm. <laughs> but four months wasn't enough for yeah. me to learn English. So I was like, okay, maybe I move to Clonacilty for the summer. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, maybe I stay for Christmas. And it's 10 years I'm here. My gosh. <laughs> so, and like your English is perfect. Well, no, it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah it's very good. Very <laughs> I'm good. Not doing bad. Yeah, well done. Fair Thank you. you. <laughs> were you always kind of doing upholstery then, when even when you were, say, working as an au pair or 
like I did few few jobs. I worked in dance. I worked mm. in different hotels. And then I was working in the wine bar Molly's mm-hmm. in Clon, and I really loved it. But I was at a point in my life I was like, okay, I kind of want to try it. Mm-hmm. it was always in the back of my yeah, head, yeah. Uh, even before during my apprenticeship. I was mm-hmm. like, I would love to have a little shop somewhere and do my little bits. So yeah, twenty seven. I was like, okay, maybe I give it a go. Okay, yeah, very good, very good. And could you walk us through so the range of services you provide? So I try to not do too many. (laughs) (laughs) I try to narrow down. Yeah. But yeah, it would be like upholstery service for catchers, armchair, dining chairs, Mm. headboards, uh, window seat, benches. I love to do smaller items like clamshades, cushions. So yeah, all of those okay. little bits. Very good. And you do workshops as well? Yes. It? Okay. Yes. So I started the workshop in August for August Craft Month. Mm-hmm. Again, was always in the back of my head, but the shop is pretty small. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's think about logistic here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How am I going to make that happen? Mm. And then, yeah, I found that August Craft Month was a good opportunity to maybe give it a first go. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I did it for three weeks in August, <laughs> Monday to Sunday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah, uh, But it was so much fun. Very good. So much fun and really worked well. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's try to include that mm-hmm. in between everything else. Yeah, very good. Very <laughs> good. I, I really love giving classes yeah. and courses and just the exchange with people yeah. and making them comfortable to... Mm-hmm. To a footstool or a lampshade or... What a great skill to be able to yeah. pass on to people. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. And what aspect of upholstery do you find most fulfilling? Is there a particular type of project that brings you the most satisfaction? I suppose traditional upholstery. Mm-hmm. So there is two different types of upholstery. There is the modern mm-hmm. upholstery with the foam, the glue, which is really fast to do, mm. cheaper to do. Mm. So that has its own kind of thing, mm. which is useful for a certain uh, piece of furniture. But I learned traditional upholstery during mm-hmm. my trade and it's really time consuming, mm-hmm. uh, more expensive as well. And it lasts longer, but it's so satisfying to build something from scratch mm-hmm. with, I would say like eco-friendly material. Every yeah. fabric or cloth I use is natural fibers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, building everything up just to see the final end product then must yeah. be really satisfying yeah everything is covered so you won't see any of the work that i'm doing but <laughs> it is funny. but you know it's there yeah i know <laughs> okay. it's there okay and when working on restoring or redesigning pre-loved items how do you balance preserving their original character with incorporating new and creative elements like i would say back in the days the furniture were well made mm-hmm. uh, so i tried to kind of keep that in mind mm-hmm. and incorporating maybe a bit of both of traditional and modern upholstery. Mm-hmm. So I kind of work with that. And then I would say maybe for the fabric, depending on the era or the style of GM chair mm-hmm. and also the clients, mm-hmm. what they like, mm-hmm. I try to work with all of that too. Okay. You must be a fairly creative person anyway. Would I would you say? say I am. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I like to think that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And considering your international background, 
do you see any cross-cultural influences in your work and how does it manifest in your designs or business approach? I don't really know. I suppose being from Paris, like I would have been surrounded by art mm-hmm. a lot, you mm-hmm. know, like on the weekend we go to museums and like art is just, mm. even walking down the street, it's mm. just like all the architecture. And so I would say there is a lot of inspiration coming from that all the time. And I don't like limits. <laughs> I would be like, no, if I have an idea, I have yeah. to try to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that would be okay. the art in general. Okay. Would be my source of inspiration. Very good. Okay. <laughs> And can you share a memorable or challenging project that stands out in your upholstery career? Well, I have a non-funny one and a funny one. Okay. (laughs) Let's start with the (laughs) non-funny. So during my second year of apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. I've seen the best furniture Mm -hmm. possible. Like my boss was just doing luxury piece of furniture. Mm -hmm. And I've learned so much, but was the hardest because I would say upholstery is very men trade mm-hmm. and having uh, two girls in his workshop was really challenging and it was really old school okay. the way of teaching mm-hmm. so it was really like oh if you want to be a real upholsterer you have to put your tack in your mouth because our hammer is magnetic so it's gonna make you go faster I was like okay or we have to do some stitches as well and kind of wrap the twine around our mm-hmm. hand but i use a glove now mm-hmm. but at the time i was like no you have to bleed if you want to make your hands go oh be stronger gosh, right. no, okay. Like, okay or i don't know it would be watching all the steps i'm doing on the chair and then just pull up put out everything be like no you have to start again because mm. you're never gonna be a good upholsterer and i was like oh my god <laughs> What have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Where am I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was really challenging. I hated that year, but I learned a lot okay. with him. Okay. I can say that now. Yeah. I, did, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would say that was really challenging mm-hmm. in my upholstery adventure. And then the funny story. So I was still working in uh, the wine bar at the time. So that's kind of how I went back to upholstery. Mm-hmm. And this lady was like, oh, I have this beautiful couch that I would like to upholster and it belongs to my mom. So I would like to keep it really like traditional Mm -hmm. and uh, a good work and keep it in the family Mm -hmm. after generation and generation. So a bit of an heirloom. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, oh, yeah, my God, beautiful. That's the kind of job Mm -hmm. I love to do. But while I was working on her couch, she came to the room one day. And she had like a little pet farm, but she had a hen under her arm. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, that's very cute. (laughs) A hen. Hen. Okay. Right. She's like, yes, well, the hen just got attacked by a fox and I know you have needles and thread. So would you be able to stitch her up? (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, (laughs) well, I only stitch fabric really, uh, but I can try. So... Here I'm with the hand, my needle, <laughs> and all my needles are curved. I don't know how to stitch mm-hmm. with a straight needle, but they are curved. They're pretty thick. And even the thread I use is linen, mm-hmm. which is pretty thick as well. So the idea of going through a skin <laughs> with those, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I didn't do it. 
that I, I would couldn't. Have, like I didn't see that story going that way now, if I'm honest. <laughs> a hen. Wow. Yeah. Could, no, she what? she had to do it. She had to do it. Yeah, gosh, for me. The, the hen laid two eggs the next day. Well. So happy so, ending. Uh, happy ending. <laughs> didn't see that that going that direction of her play. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> and what would be your dream project? My dream projects? Oh, how can I pick one? <laughs> I suppose maybe reupholstering a full castle. Oh, wow. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because I suppose like in a castle you have the era, so you have mm. kind of the direction you can work on and include as well the beats and mm. and it's big. Mm. <laughs> lots and lots of work <laughs> to lots do. And <laughs> lots of furniture and... Completely immerse uh, yeah. yourself. I suppose with Castle, you don't have that much limitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. I like that. Because I suppose in a, a normal standard house, you're restricted in terms of the space and usually exactly. the space is quite small. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. That's, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> dream big, dream big. Always. <laughs> so you brought out your own home decor collection in 2020. What inspired you to venture into creating your own collection? So few things. Well, first it was COVID. Mm. So COVID had a big impact, especially before COVID was my first year. Mm -hmm. So my first year was working in the main street above a craft shop, Mm -hmm. Little Green Dot used Mm -hmm. to be in the Mm -hmm. main street. So I was above the shop, like on the very top floor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So bringing furniture up and down Mm -hmm. for a year, I was like, okay, that's not going to work. No gym membership required here. <laughs> <laughs> and the stairs were so narrow. But yeah, I had to start somewhere. So mm. that was fine. But yeah, I moved to the premises I am now at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. And then three months after there was COVID. Mm-hmm. And everything kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. So that was really challenging. But between the opening, non-opening, closing... I had to do something because people couldn't come to me with mm-hmm. their furniture mm-hmm. anymore. And I always wanted to create smaller pieces, mm-hmm. like I did tote bags and um, little patches and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but I wanted something that would match the upholstery and the interior kind of world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the lampshades and the cushion came into mind. And I was able to pick the fabric. <laughs> <laughs> it was your like, choice. Yeah. That was my yeah. choice. Yeah. So. That's how it all kind of okay. started. And you've never looked back, so it's, it's no. no, great. No. Okay. I love, love doing those. So COVID would, would give you a little bit of an yes. opportunity, give you exactly. the time and yeah. the motivation yeah. to maybe do something yeah, different. Yeah. yeah, very good, very good. And take us through your creative process when designing a new upholstery piece or creating a piece for your home decor collection. Where do you draw inspiration from and how do you ensure your designs reflect your personal touch? Yeah, so I have to take off everything mm-hmm. on a piece. But I suppose on any piece of furniture, what you see is the fabric. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the most important. Obviously, comfort. Mm. I would be I would be really uh, particular on a comfort on, mm. a, on a piece because you see so many furniture at the moment. and Beautiful, but just so yeah, uncomfortable. Like, you point? sit on it, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> such a disappointment then. yeah mm. so i like to work with my clients like okay you have that many choices of mm. comfort you can have foam you can have feathers you can have 
that many and you choose what mm. you prefer really mm -hmm. so i like to work without and then fabric mm. they have the choice mm -hmm. but i like to narrow down and maybe try to get them out of their comfort zone mm -hmm. of like okay so you have a lot of brown in the house Maybe you don't have to have your armchair brand either. Mm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What work with those colors mm. or what is the color you like, but you're afraid of, mm -hmm. or how can we make that happen? Yeah, exactly. A little bit different. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So try to break the limits again. Yeah. <laughs> so do you feel like that you try and make it more than what it was before as in you try and enhance it in some way yeah 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 and, yeah, yeah. and make it almost new to them and exactly yeah, yeah well that's a new piece of furniture yeah. everything is different yeah the comfort okay. is different mm. because they choose the comfort they want uh they choose the look they want i suppose also going to an upholsterer mm -hmm. well there is no point of Picking the same thing that you see in a magazine that exactly. you can get in a shop. Yeah. You yeah. can get something completely unique to mm -hmm. you with mm -hmm. your taste. And yeah, you can pick like a pattern, a plane, add a piping, add a button. Mm -hmm. There is anything you want. <laughs> it must be quite an exciting process, both for the, your clients and for you. Yeah. 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 And there is no furniture that is the same. Yeah. Exactly. All projects are different. Very good. Which I love. Yeah. Because yeah. I couldn't do the same thing. Yeah. Over and over. Over and over. Again. Yeah. It would be a bit boring. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and how do you balance your creative endeavors with the more practical aspects of running a business? Are there any, have you any tips or advice for aspiring entrepreneurs in the creative industry? I don't know if I'm there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still, uh, I suppose. <laughs> That would be maybe uh, one of my weaknesses mm -hmm. that I don't like to be still mm -hmm. for too long. So mm -hmm. I'm always experimenting mm -hmm. maybe of like, oh, I have this idea, let's do it. And also with years of COVID, like every year is so different. Mm -hmm. Then I feel I didn't adjust mm -hmm. just yet. Mm -hmm. But mm, I suppose... <laughs> As early as you can get into your books, mm -hmm. <laughs> keep that up mm -hmm. because, yeah, that would be the other side of having a business, yeah. all the unfun mm, part thanks. of it. Yeah. It, it just has to get done. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just stick at it. Yeah. <laughs> keep an eye on the numbers. Keep an eye on the numbers. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you see the role of upholstery and interior design evolving in the coming years? And how do you plan to adapt to these changes? Well, I'm always kind of coming back and forth of when you want to buy something because we are in a society where you want to have everything very fast. Mm -hmm. So you go to the shop, you buy, you have it. But you don't really know actually what you have. Yeah. Like the fabric that they use is really, uh, there's a lot of chemicals. Mm -hmm. And even the material they use is very nocive. That would be a French word, mm -hmm. but... I think everyone is kind of coming back to quality or pre-loved item, yeah. whether it's furniture or clothes. Mm -hmm. So I think we're slowly going back to that. Mm -hmm. And I really hope that bigger brands mm -hmm. would put their feet in and be like, okay, well, all our fabric is recycled fabric mm -hmm. or all the wood we used is produced in our own country mm -hmm. or you know, I really hope that that would go that way. Mm. And how would I adapt? 
Hmm. I still do my bits, I yeah. suppose. And yeah, teach people That's to it. do their own thing. But I suppose you you do quite a sustainable yeah. thing anyway, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's almost like upholstery and what you do has been around for a long, long time. Yes. So it probably will yeah, be around yeah. for a long, long time yet to come. Yeah. And as you say, people are kind of going back to those exactly, yeah. more traditional type things and From quality, you know, uh, pre-loved items, vintage items, uh, be it furniture or clothes, you know, people are, are realizing that fast fashion probably isn't the best mm-hmm. thing, you know. So, yeah, I, I think you've, you've made a good point there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and how do you envisage the evolution of LME in the coming years? What's Ooh, next for you? What's next? <laughs> That's always the question. <laughs> okay, so I think it's an opposer thing that space would be always the problem. Mm-hmm. I never have enough space. <laughs> <laughs> the shop is always too small. Mm. But then if I go bigger, I think I'll have the same problem. Mm. But yeah, a bigger place would be nice. Mm. And then, yeah, I started to do this teaching in the summer. It really brings so much energy mm-hmm. and it, exchanging with people mm-hmm. is just, it's just gold. So if I could maybe go down that road mm-hmm. a bit more, that'd be great. But I'm still, I'm still figuring things out. <laughs> That's good. That's good. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah. either. Very good. Yeah. Very good. But I'm always excited for uh, what's coming next. Yeah. Watch this space. Yes. Very exactly. good. Very good. <laughs> Thank you so much, Laura, for joining us on Thank the Core Creation Podcast. If you want to learn more about LME and what Laura does, you can find links on corecreation.ie.